May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Please have a seat. In a community of faith, a faith community, what does it feel like to measure ourselves, to measure other people, think about their worth? In a community of love, what does it feel like to withhold or mete out our love according to worthiness of others? Confusing. Confusing, counterproductive, and absurd. And yet, and yet we continue to do that, measuring, deciding how much thanks and praise and charity each of us is worth. Today, did I hear your alarm, John? No. At 10 minutes after 10, there was an alarm because it's 10 after 10 on 10, 10, 10. Oh, the simplicity of that. Would that life would always be so simple. I'm told there's, there's going to be two more, 11, 11, 11, and 12, 12, 12, but no 13. That's all. Mm-hmm. If life could only be so simple. So for a few hours, let's enjoy that simplicity. 10, 10, 10. And let's take a little lesson from the calendar about keeping it simple, or as some people use the acronym KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. This faith and love business. Keep it simple. 10, 10, 10. We might say adore, believe, love. As in, thank you, God, for giving me the spirit to meet the world in love. That sounds familiar. It's pretty much pure Trinitarian theology, isn't it? Thank our Creator for sanctifying us so that we may go forth redeemed. Now, if we, if we're fool enough to question this and measure how much sanctification, how much redemption, how much thanks, we're going to get into a lot of trouble, all caught up and gnarled up in the complexities of our own fears, our own memories, our own trepidation. If we do that, we're lost. You can't go fishing with a tangled line. But if we can avoid it, oh, the freedom, the freedom. We don't have to be self-sufficient, and we don't stand for hypocrisy. God is constantly pointing out to us this 10-10-10 simplicity. We are constantly moving away, back into our own, our own paths of righteousness and what it really means to love God. How are we going to do it? The psalmist gave us a simple formula this morning. Give to God in love. Give thanks to God in love for all the deeds that God has done. And those who act like this have a good understanding. Let your heart be present. Let your heart be available. And so, a continuous procession of 10, 10, 10 simple days. Praise, take heart, act. But oh, how we can complicate this when we meet 
and measure and calculate our love according to our own gracious ideas about judgment. It's nutty, but we all do it. Now for Luke, one of the major themes, if not the majorest theme of his whole book is thanksgiving, gratitude. In Greek, the word is Eucharist. Eucharist. So what are we to get from this fiesta, this mystical holy feast that we are about to enjoy? Just an echo of our own thanksgiving. It's absurd not to give thanks because that's the only way the Eucharist works. It's simple. Now when our Samaritan is relieved of his leprous situation, they use the word for all kinds of different things, but basically we didn't want you around. We called you a leper and you had to stay away until the priest said you were clean. When the Samaritan is relieved of this by Jesus, he does a very strange thing. Instead of going off and getting his ticket punched by the priest, he turns around and says, thank you. Thank you. And at this point, Jesus says, you are well. Like the others, you were made clean already, but you are made well and good to go, good to move out into the world, fully transformed by giving thanks. I have a little trouble seeing this. In feeding the 5,000, what was Jesus doing? WWJD, what was he doing there? He took bread, five barley loaves. After giving thanks, he broke it. After giving thanks. And we say that every single time we have the Eucharist. After giving thanks. Sure, it's a deft flick of the messianic wrist that broke the bread and divvied it up amongst everyone. That's fantastic, but it was only after giving thanks that this could come about. And that's what we have to do also. The physical action made the groceries spread around the community, but it was the spiritual action that made the miracle happen, the thought, the desire, the act of thanksgiving. God's promise to us is this. Our spiritual lives can act, can function in the same way. The only thing we have to do is give thanks. And Paul, in the reading to uh, the letter to Timothy, stop your wrangling over words. Don't try to figure it out exactly who's right and wrong and how much thanks and praise. Our service, it is right to give thanks to praise and praise always and everywhere. That's who we are. The famous Anglican theologian Michael Ramsey used to say, this supreme question is not about what we make of the Eucharist. It's about what the Eucharist can make of us. And God's promise is that by our thanksgiving, all things are possible, even miracles. Can we stop ourselves from dying? No. But death will no longer have sway over our spiritual happiness. Can we stop ourselves from getting a disease? No, not necessarily. But we can stop ourselves living in dis-ease. And that's the whole game. 
measuring the amount of worth that God has for our lives is hopeless. They tell a story about the Swiss who are very good at keeping track of who owes whom what. And if you've ever been there or seen pictures, it's quite a beautiful spot. According to this story, the God was made the first Swiss person and asked the person, what is it you'd like in your country? And that guy said, well, I'd like some mountains. God waved his hand and made the Alps. What else would you like? How about a little farmland? And sure enough, a wave of the hand, and God made these beautiful meadows of Switzerland. Anything else you'd like? How about some cows? Okay, so God waved God's hand, and sure enough, the best milkers in the world were formed. And after that, the Swiss very kindly said, God, that was wonderful. Thank you very much. Is there anything I can do for you? You look like you're tired. Maybe you want to rest. And God said, it's all right. I will rest. Just bring me a glass of that milk that you've got now. And five minutes later, sure enough, the Swiss was back with a nice glass of milk, handed it to God. God said, thank you. The Swiss said, you're welcome. That'll be four francs 50. <laughs> That's the game. That's the absurdity of it. We don't know what we're due, but we've got business. And as long as we are giving thanks and praise, the world can work. And the minute we stop to measure, to decide how much, that's when the world starts to fall apart. Amen.